what is up welcome back to stacking slabs this is your hobby content alternative i'm your host brett mcgrath it is friday and you know what that means we are coming back to you with a collector conversation that matters who is ready for the collector chats i know i am i'm fired up to share this one with you i got my man james he goes by upper decks on the ig been enjoying his page maybe because he's a colts fan a lot of Marshall Falk, Peyton, Reggie, Marvin, all those guys on his page, and I just had to chat with him. I think he is exploring and navigating a fun era of collecting, and so I wanted to talk about it. If you like what I'm doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons. Most importantly, tell a damn friend you are enjoying the Stacking Slabs podcast. I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go? Let's kick into the conversation. All right. So often we get, we scroll on Instagram and we look at people's pages and I fell into a page recently and it was like, all right, this is my kind of collector uh, aligned with the team. So go Colts right out of the gates. And sure. the ty- the types of cards are, I think, some of the best era of football cards. And I part of the reason why I wanted to have this conversation is because I don't think they get enough airtime. So we're going to Talk about the cars. We're going to talk about the team, um, but I'm joined by James. And James, is it Upper Deck? On yeah, Upper hang? Deck. A lot, a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, and I can go into the origin story with that. Let's do I mean, it. Yeah, not. I mean, not very interesting. Um, you know, I got started just like everyone else did. Obviously, with cards when I was a kid. Um, I was born in '93, so my era of football was like. 2003, 2004, when I really started paying attention, 11, 12 years old, you know, and um, with the name, it was just like, uh, you know, I was getting back into sports cars in about 2020, obviously, everybody around the pandemic kind of, you know, found their old box of cards in, in the in the uh, closet, went through it. And, uh, you know, after a while, after about a few months of collecting again, I'm thinking, man, you know, I got all these good cards just sitting in my closet. What you know, I, I don't have any friends in my real life that collect. So what am I going to do? So, uh, I was probably mid like social media hiatus, like, uh, just, tr- I always like to go through a little detox. <laughs> and so I started up my Instagram account after a little hiatus on my real life account. And, um, I just wanted to come up with a name. I'm, I've always been real big on like, you know, one word straight into the point. I don't like, you know, football guy, two, eight, seven, three, five, four, you know, that just doesn't stand out to me. So I thought, you know, upper deck is pretty interesting. I, I like, you know, it, it, I, I like upper deck stuff, but it's not like I'm an upper deck fanboy or something. I just wanted something that was one, one word or, you know, one phrase that uh, had something to do with cards. And I have people sometimes that will go on these long rants and comment sections um, and they're trying to at, actually upper deck. And I'll, I'll get tagged in these random comments sometimes, and they're just going off on the actual upper deck card company. But when they type it in, they get one letter off. And that was my thing, you know, one letter off XX. When you first look at it, the X and the C, I mean, your mind doesn't register it right away. So uh, that, that's the, the uh, long explanation to a short story. <laughs> I love it. And for those uh, out there listening, you can't see it, but um, I always appreciate when guests dress up for the occasion. So James has a, I'm staring at just like probably the biggest like mug of Peyton. I don't, I've, I've seen a lot of Colts gear. I've, 
And I don't think I've ever just see Peyton is just literally covering his entire his face <laughs> is covering his entire shirt. Yes, so sir, James, thank you for uh, dressing up for today's show. Yes, sir. I got um, a few few Peyton shirts, but this is the funniest Peyton shirt because you know <laughs> it really uh you know shows his big forehead. Got a few inches of the shirt, just takes the forehead and you know I had to had to do a big for for this special occasion, man. It, it really is an honor to be asked to do this and to sit down with you. I mean, it's uh, turned into a rite of passage to to be on your your podcast. So I, I appreciate it. I'm excited. Yeah. And uh, just pro tip to anyone, if you're a Colts fan and you collect awesome Colts cards, it's an easy way to get on the show. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, but, you know, I mean, we, we, we look at you, at your stuff, what you got going on, man. It, it's exciting. It's really uh, cool. So Appreciate that. Maybe we get to, uh, let's talk about the Colts of it all. So, Unlike me, me being in Indianapolis, James is in California, and I know that we have NFL fans everywhere. You can go to a game in any city and you can notice that or go to a bar in any city and notice that. But maybe I think this will help maybe set the stage to talk about your collecting a little bit. Talk about just like how you became a Colts fan in California. Sure. Yeah. Um, I was born and raised in Bakersfield, California. We're about uh, an hour and a half from Los Angeles. So, I mean, all my life, I grew up around 49er fans, Raider fans, uh, Rams fans, Cowboys fans. So really, we have the pick of the litter out here. And it's kind of weird how, you know, for some reason, I gravitated towards the Colts. But, uh, you know, like I said, um, well, I'll go back further. So back to, you know, all the fans that I grew up around, obviously, you see the good side of those fans and the bad side of those fans. And I just always hated Raider fans you know, Niner fans, no offense to to anybody out there that supports those teams. I just never really saw the good side of that fan base. And so, gosh, 2003, 2004, like I said, maybe 11 or 12 years old, I remember. I'd always liked football, but I remember there was a Colts game on TV at some restaurant we were at. And I remember watching Peyton and just falling in love with the game of football right then and there. And, uh, you know, being enamored of him as a player, you know, on and off the field, he's he's a great human being. He's a hilarious, you know, person and everything. But just seeing the way he can take over a field and, um, you know, do what I mean, he he gave a lot of hope to, you know, pretty unathletic white guys, you know, growing up watching him. I mean, he, he was athletic. He did what he had to do on the field. But I mean, he, uh, he was just a regular Joe uh, besides the fact he's six, three. So. I mean, just watching him, um, you know, and obviously the rest of the team, but Peyton is really what made me fall in love with the game of football. So after that, it was like I gravitated towards him. And that was obviously a prime era, obviously before we won any Super Bowls, but it was a prime era to be, you know, a Colts fan because, you know, we were starting to really gain steam around that time. So, yeah, that explains it pretty much. We're we're going to talk about the cards and get into that, but I have to just because it's like, uh, I feel like I need, it's like therapy in a way where I am like stuck on my phone and I'm oh, looking yeah. at all my alerts and looking at the free agency in the tampering period and all this stuff. And then the draft. And then I was out to dinner with my wife and daughter uh, on Friday. And then the Panthers news dropped in. And then I was trying to wrap my head around that. So while it's not just exclusive to the Colts, it's fans of teams everywhere. It feels like 
it's a definitely a pivotal off season for us. What like we've had a QB carousel. Uh, obviously, when your generational quarterback decides to retire, you you kind of get spun up and you try to put a bandaid on a bunch of situations, sure. and it doesn't work. <laughs> and now we're to the point where I think we're we got to draft one. What talk to me about like what's going on in your head with this off season, the draft, and what direction you want them to go, or you think they're going to go, especially now that we've got a new coach in Shane Steichen from the Eagles. Right. It, it, obviously it's a weird period. Um, as Colts fans, we've been spoiled for so long. You know, we got so lucky with obviously Peyton for as long as he played for 13 years or whatever, and then jumping into 13 years for us, I should say. And then uh, jumping into luck. Um, we just, you know, we were so lucky back to back as a franchise. So being in this period has been, obviously it's kind of new territory we're traversing, but with this off season, I, it, it's kind of scary for me because I mean, you see a couple guys that you like, I don't really follow college football. I'll be honest. I, for me, uh, draft time is, you know, a lot of highlights, a lot of articles, a lot of, a lot of highlights and low lights. I specifically like to YouTube low lights of the player. <laughs> you know you watch highlights you're gonna see 20 minutes of all the best plays but nobody wants to show you you know where that player can can fix so really looking at everything i mean there's a few great quarterbacks of that a few guys that look good but they're probably going to be gone by the time we draft at number four so we're going to be uh, forced to make some tough decisions. And um, obviously, like you said, with Steichen, uh, he's known for developing good young young talent. So I'm hoping and trusting, as I always do, that the Colts know what they're doing. And, uh, you know, they, they got the right guy for the job and the right guy to develop whoever it may be. But right now, uh, I know 230 is a lot of guaranteed money, but Lamar's looking sweet <laughs> now <laughs> yeah uh the, the the i'll tell you what the dream scenario and i'm not it's a dream and i'm not counting on it but by the time this goes live <laughs> lamar jackson's oh, yeah. you know yeah that would be amazing i mean I, and i don't know if it was a smoke screen for all the uh for all the reports to come out that no nfl team is interested in signing lamar and all that which i mean I, the guy is in his prime obviously he's one of the top let's say top five, just to not, you know, stir up any, anything got to be top five talent, you know, quarterback in the league. I mean, we've never really had a mobile quarterback. Uh, a luck could get it done, but he wasn't a mobile quarterback. So it would be interesting to see. And I think that would honestly be, be our best option. The most for sure fire option, because we have such a good team right now. And a lot of guys that are in that period where um, it's make or break right now. So, I mean, do we have time to develop a quarterback? Obviously we really have no choice, but if that falls in our lap, I mean, that would be, that'd be prime. But like I said, the guaranteed money and, and, you know, two thirty, we saw what happened with Watson. I mean, he, he obviously sat, sat out for a while, but uh still hasn't really got his legs underneath them. And now they're restructuring that contract because they bit off a lot more than they can chew probably. So I don't know. It's uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, I always get frustrated with Ballard around this time because it's uh, like that, uh, that meme, uh, you know, poking, poking, whatever, just saying, do something, you know? And it's like, uh, you just, he's always just really slow to, to make any moves. And so, um, 
we'll see what happens. I mean, he always makes it happen, but uh, it's always that first uh, few weeks that you get that fear of missing out because you see all these guys going off the board and it's like, okay, I know he has a plan, but let's get things going <laughs> because uh, you're waiting. Yeah. The, uh, I know the two thirty for Jackson's a lot of money. And so that's a decision they have to think about, but you know, the one thing, the only thing I can think about that I reason why I wouldn't want Lamar Jackson is because I might be broke having to try to buy his cards if that's the case. And that's the last thing I need right now. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Yeah. Lamar's rookies and stuff aren't very cheap, but you know, uh, it'd be nice to see him in a Colts uniform and having that, uh, that blue in there would be really sweet. So that's a give and take. (laughs) Yeah. So when I look at your page, I see a lot of the same players, legends, like I see Manning, I see Harrison, Wayne, a lot of Marshall Falk, maybe talk a little bit about just player selection, like how, how you decide to pick certain players and then get into those and, you know, go deep into their cards. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, when I first started collecting again, obviously Peyton was like the first player that I went back to on eBay and everything. But I didn't really know a whole lot yet. So I was, it took me a while to find my niche, I guess. Um, I was collecting a lot of new stuff, you know, Jonathan Taylor. I still collect a lot of Jonathan Taylor, Darius Leonard, you know, guys that, you know, are current players. But, uh, and, you know, Joe Burrow, I go back to Joe Burrow. He's just, you know, one of those players that I've always gravitated towards ever since he was a rookie, just watching him play is is just special, you know? So I gravitate towards guys like that. But, uh, you know, once I got on the Instagram part of things, I really hated scrolling through my page and following all those people that were posting the same cards. I just hated seeing all the mosaic pink camos and the blue reactive mosaics and the, you know, um, prism refractors and just, there was just nothing about that that was special to me, you know? I mean, I could see this card that was quote-unquote rare in, in modern terms, but, I, you know, I see five guys post the same card that day, so it's like, well, there's really nothing special about that to me. There's nothing that, you know, I've always been that type of person that if too many people, like, gravitate towards something, mm. yeah, it just ruins it for me. I don't <laughs> know what it's like that since I was a kid. So, um, obviously, growing up in... Uh, obviously I missed, you know, the nineties part of it as far as watching football and everything, because I was five and six years old, you know, I was a a young kid in the the late nineties. I wasn't really paying attention to everything, but obviously the early two thousands, I, you know, that was just an era that I really gravitated towards. And I was already collecting some patent stuff at that time. So I figured I'm just going to go all in on, you know, Colts greats and Colts greats that I loved watching the only Colt great that I didn't get to really watch in a Colts uniform and that I collect a lot of is Marshall Falk. And by the time I was around, he was, you know, in a Rams uniform and um, still got to see a, you know, a good chunk of Marshall uh, during his Rams days. But, you know, he's just a player for me that, you know, I've really gravitated towards watching a lot of his highlights and just watching the way that he commanded the field when he had the ball in his hands. And, uh, you know, I watched um, a Kurt Warner interview about Marshall Falk a few weeks back, and he was talking about how he uh, had some family and friends in the locker room, and they looked at Marshall outside of pads, and they were like, that's Marshall Falk, you know, just a, a regular looking guy, not even six foot, you know, just a, 
a scrawny looking guy, but when he put those pads on, man, he took over the field. You knew his name once he watched him step on that field. So I really, you know, gravitated towards that. The thing I appreciate about Marshall Falk, even though, you know, his cold stay was short lived is right. the fact that uh, you asked Peyton Manning, like who's his favorite players ever played with. And right. which is just one season. Marshall one Falk season. is his answer. So that's kind of yeah. wild. Yeah. Yeah. He obviously had a big impact you know, on everyone he played with. And you don't see a guy that does the thing, especially in that era, you didn't see a, a guy that did what he was doing on the field very often. So um, he's, he's a special guy, obviously. So I love what you had to say about just like, I'm the same way when it's like, when you start to see something over and over again, it like <laughs> loses his luster. And I feel like yeah. to me, there's like an amazing community that is forming or maybe it's been formed but it's becoming more present to me is just this like group of uh collectors who are you know buying and posting cards that are like late 90s early 2000s um which is a area that i love to collect in and i look at your page and obviously you you do too so like maybe like 98 to 2003 seems to me like it's like the prime time era for collecting cards because the cards rule there's so many different avenues you can go down. They're right. not like you're not going to break the bank. You can, but there's can. plenty of plenty of room to just buy really good cards. So maybe talk a talk a little bit about just like that era of cards and why you get so sucked into it. Right. Yeah. I mean, the designs. I mean, th- that's the first thing that I can say is, I mean, obviously, besides the nostalgia, the nostalgic factor and everything. I mean, you look at a card from the 90s and the early 2000s, and you know it's from the year without even flipping it around and looking because the designs were so crazy, so off the wall, uh, but they caught your eye. Like, just uh, like, uh, for example, like if you look at like the 98 Metal Universe and the Barry Sanders from that card is like Barry Sanders, and then there's like a lion next to him, and it's like, just things like that, they wouldn't do like just the the pictures they decided to use and just the different things like all those metal universe and precious metal gems of like the guys walking through the city of like, you know, Curtis Martin. There's the his card from that set is like him walking through the, the city of New York and he's like a giant you know version of himself. You wouldn't see that in this modern era. You know, now it's so watered down and it's so just like. Uh, a cool factor to it almost you know which i mean it, it it's, it's just different than than what it was and i don't know where you know where that where they got away from that but uh it was it was a special era for sure very you, attracting do you find this is an observation i've made is that like it's when i got back into the hobby it seemed like that like 90s late 90s early 2000s it seemed like the the basketball segment was like all over it and it was like that's their that strong collectors spending a lot of money like those were the cards but it didn't seem like football had quite come around and now to me it feels like that segment of the of football cards is really starting to pick up and maybe it's just the people i follow but like maybe share some perspective there yeah, no, I agree with you there. I mean, basketball, you have the MJs and the Kobe's and stuff like that. And those have always had a cult following. I mean, I look at some Michael Jordan cards. I mean, I, I'm a basketball fan and I'm a Laker fan, obviously being from California. So I uh, don't 
collect a whole lot of Michael. I have a few Michael cards, but looking at the price for some of his stuff, it's like, okay, that, that stuff is in high demand, you know, but on the football side of it, I mean, maybe there was a few players that um, people gravitated to more than others, but you know, now it's, you look all across the board for some 90 stuff, certain, um, certain uh, sets it's, you know, you're going to be looking at obviously increases depending on the certain players, but all of the prices as a whole have gone up because the, um, the demand for them has gone up, you know? And, and I feel like a lot more people are, you know, getting back into the hobby, obviously with, um, with COVID and everything, that was an interesting time, but I never would go even around COVID time. Like when I first got back into it, I'd go, you know, buy a few packs of cards at target or something just to get the feeling of opening cards. And I would, there'd be like maybe a few kids around and, you know, looking at the cards and stuff. And I'm like, okay, you know, I, that, that's a little weird, but whatever, you know, I'm, the, I'm a, almost 30 years old over here, you know, buying, you know, sports cards that are for kids, but whatever. But now I'm, you know, talking to guys in the card section of stores that are my age and older. And it just seems like there's more people, you know, that are coming around to it more i mean obviously instagram you see everybody uh all the different collectors from everywhere so you know that they're there i mean i'm in a, a group chat with a lot of 90s and 2000s guys and i'd have to say i'm probably the youngest guy in there um and you know a bunch of cool guys and uh that's what i really love about instagram is it's really connecting me with some guys like uh ball and nc justin i mean i know he gets talked about on here a lot i i've heard a lot of episodes where he gets mentioned and i mean that guy has helped me out so much and you know helping answering questions and just uh you know uh, like uh there was a 99 finest um uh edger and james rookie card the gold die cut out of 100 and he bought he uh well he had a friend that was selling it and hit me up right away. Hey man, I know you've been looking for this card. I can, you know, grab it. I can ship it to you, blah, blah, blah. Like you want me to. So just things like that, like that would never, you know, happen. I would have never had the opportunity at that card. I would have maybe eventually, but if it wasn't for him, you know, looking out for me and stuff. So just having people like that, that, you know, look out for you through Instagram is awesome, you know, because it, it, you got to stick together, you know, I mean, I can't be scrolling eBay or Instagram 24 seven. So that's what but, it's what it, it's all. It's what it's all about. And that Edrin card, I, I own a copy and right. I decided to buy that card leave after Jonathan Taylor had that run against the Patriots to close yeah. out the game, oh, yeah. I, was, I was leaving Lucas Oil and I went to eBay and I, it was like I had gone through this like maturation where it was like I pulled up eBay and I was like, don't search Jonathan Taylor cards, search Edger and James. And like <laughs> I searched for that card and yeah. literally one got listed and I bought okay. it. And so that Edger and cards that you just described, even though it's a different player, whenever I pick up that card, it reminds me of that moment, which is there hadn't been a, a ton of great moments as a Colts right. fan over the last couple of years, but that one was surely oh, something special. That season, man. I mean, Jonathan Taylor just did something, something clicked with our whole offensive line. And obviously uh, Jonathan Taylor that, uh, I mean, that Buffalo game, he had what two touchdowns at the half or something like that. And I'm like, and already I was, either at a hundred yards or right about to be at a hundred yards at the half. So I'm like, man, I play a lot of fantasy football. So 
I'm looking at who has the Jonathan Taylor. You're going to text him like, you're in for a big day, buddy. And, you know, what he ended up doing, I think he ended up with five touchdowns or something like that. And now he's, you know, and I didn't expect that against the Bills defense, especially. I don't think anybody really expected that, but he just did something that season that uh, everything clicked for him. You know, he was unstoppable. Uh, yeah, no doubt. We're hoping to return to form, get him healthy, get him back yeah. on the field. Um, yeah. So part of this is like people listening um, who are haven't explored or are maybe looking to explore this segment is just trying to maybe like build some awareness for like some directions and different products to navigate. So maybe talk a little bit about like sets and just products from that, like kind of time frame that like when you see something that like grabs you and like, if you look at your collection, like those are sets and products that you're going after typically. Uh, well, first off, I, I mean, I would always say collect what you like. And, and, and that's, you know, so cliche, but I feel like scrolling through Instagram and, or any, anything uh, related to cards, you can be very um, influenced by what you see and think, okay, you know, everyone's collecting that. So I, you know, I want to get my hands on one of those, which I, I mean, there, there's a certain aspect to that, but if you generally don't like a card and you're about to spend, you know, a couple hundred bucks, depending, or, you know, however much you're going to spend on it don't go after it. It's not worth it. I mean, I, I've always been a huge proponent of collect what you like. My, the number one thing that's always gravitated me towards cards is gold. You know, Top's Finest Gold is one of my favorite sets. 99 and 2000, Leaf Certified Mirror Gold are some of my favorites. 9901, 99, 2000 and 01 are some of my absolute favorite cards. Just the gold on those. And then you got 96, 97 Pinnacle Mirror Golds. Those are just, there's something about those cars. There's such a elegance with the gold and everything. There's something that you don't see in other cards. I, I, I can't describe it. There's a shine. It, you know, those cards hit the right light, especially those pinnacle cards, man. Those cards, and, and those are very susceptible to like big print lines and stuff. So if you can find the right one that doesn't have a battle print line down the middle, those things shine just magnificently there those so those I, I mean obviously anything that catches your eye as far as that goes is gonna you're gonna be gravitated and attract attracted towards it but um, I don't know I mean if you look at my collection there's a lot of gold stuff that's definitely something I collect a lot of is anything marigold or finest gold finest gold extractors I like favorite that. favorite year of finest what is it this is a topic of debate oh. in a lot of group chats i'm in so what, what do you have to say so overall 99 just for me personally but 96 and 97 as um if you go into like just the designs of um they're, they're very 90s like 97 especially the embossed those embossed uh tops finest they're they're just so clean i love them and they they're very 90s but my personal favorite just because it's always been you know up there on like my list is 99 but i i mean i'm a sucker for for most tops finest up to 2003 so i i'm i'm probably the wrong person to ask because i could case for all of them but even you know like uh 94 i like 94 finest too or 95 i mean that uh classic 95 
Top's Finest uh, Refractor. I love those. I mean, so like I said, I could probably make a case for every year, but just uh, I connect with the 99. Totally. I, I just, I, just cause they didn't get a mention. And I know there there's people listening. If they're like, if he didn't mention like show it some love, I'll, her, I'm usually Oh two Oh six. Those are, yeah. those are my years, the look, but it's a personal yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. And then if, if you're going in early two thousands, Oh five is my absolute favorite mm. as far as that goes kind of falls off in Oh six for me. I, I have a bunch of Oh six, but just because the design's a little more, I don't know. I mean, they're all basic and clean, but I feel like 05, there's something about 05, just the, the round little thing in the back and like the black X-Fractors from 05, they just do it for me. So I don't, I can't explain it. There, just, There's just parts I gravitate to for whatever reason, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. <laughs> so you're, you're a finest over Chrome guy? Um, yes and no. I mean, finest, I don't know. I, I see that debate all the time. So um, I I like them both in their own way. I mean, Chrome just, uh, I don't know. I mean, like I think about my favorite Edger and James rookie card is that 99 uh, Tops Chrome rookie mm-hmm. card where he's sitting there mean mugging the camera. <laughs> that refractor is probably the shiniest refractor that I have in my collection. So certain years of Tops Chrome are my favorite. But overall, I mean, I can go every year of Tops Finest from 94 to 2006 uh, even though i don't really like 2006 i kind of stray away from them i can tell you you know give a reason why i like you know a card from that from each individual year so I, i'd probably gravitate towards tops finest but i i that, that's no shade towards tops chrome i i love tops chrome as well but i love it just a couple of colts fans getting nerdy on some sports card <laughs> products you you mentioned uh, Burrow Reese er, earlier when we were talking yeah. about non Colts players. Maybe talk about like who are some of those players outside of the sure. Colts that you gravitate to and why. I mean, obviously, we're uh, if we're talking nineties. Um, I, I like a lot of Randy. Uh, Randy is um, I, I collect a lot of Randy cars. Randy's just Randy. I mean, some of the stuff he did on the field was just crazy and the fact that we got to watch you know a lot of that is uh for those of us that were lucky enough to uh you know be around in that era was was special i mean he he was just a a different player um i don't know there's as far as collecting i mean anything that i collect is like um more towards like hall of fame players i guess i mean i have so many i had so many random you know hall of fame players curtis martin uh terrell davis just all over the board but this last six months or so i've really been trying to condense my collection down to just strictly cult stuff because there's so much stuff out there that i can't keep up with all of it i'm lucky enough to work on a computer so i always have an ebay tab open i'm always you know i'm always on there so if you're going after a card that i'm going after you got a bit high. <laughs> I'm I'm right there. Maybe we close it out by I'd love to maybe dig into a couple of your eh, maybe two to three of your favorite cards. Like when you think about your collection, you're going to your case. Like these are your these are your top cards. So I got a bunch of cards around me. Um, just you know, make sure that I cover all my bases. But I'm gonna pick out three for you. Do my best. Awesome. So 
one is special for, to me because this was the first big card that I bought. And the first, I don't know, when I really started diving into all the different sets and parallels from that year, 90s and 2000s, this was the one that really stuck out to me. So um, it's a Peyton uh, rookie card, 98. It's a Pacific Revolution showstopper mm. red. I don't know if you can see it very yeah, well. That's sick. But so these come a lot in the regular variation, which is like the white, the letters are in white. But this, I've probably seen one other red showstoppers just on eBay. So they're super hard to find. And this was before I even really like got to the level of, you know, understanding that I am right now. This card just really stuck out to me. And I bought it. I paid more than I had paid for any card at that time. And after, you know, finding and doing more research and a lot more searches on eBay and stuff, I have not been able to find another copy of that card. So I've never seen it before. Yeah, it just uh, it just brings how an understanding of how, you know, hard that one is to find and the rarity of it. And so, um, yeah, that one's really special to me. Like I said, just because of it being my first big purchase and everything, there's a little bit of a story tied behind it. And uh, that's one that uh, will probably never leave my collection. And then number two here, I mean, you mentioned a lot of fault. Obviously, I have a lot of fault. These two cards are very cool to me because um, I'll show you them first. Essential credentials. <laughs> I'm sure you've probably seen these on my page everywhere. Those are 04, right? Yeah, they're 2004. And these are numbered out of nine. I have number one and number four out of nine. So I, I feel like I've seen more people share badass 04 essential credentials oh, yeah. over the past month. than I, it's like, there's like a renaissance of these cards. Yeah. yeah. Talk a little but, bit about them. Oh, four is, I mean, 98 is obviously the year for essential credentials. Uh, that 98 design with the the border and the stars, there's just something about that design that takes the cake for, for everybody. Um, but other than 98, oh, four is probably my second favorite year for credentials. The thing that I hate about early 2000s credentials is they are incredibly condition sensitive. Mm. Like if you, the oh ones, like, I have a couple of ones, not my favorite year, but the O ones are like super, like you look at them wrong and they get a little thing or something. It's crazy. So these two being sevens, I, I was having this conversation the other day. The sevens are like nines and tens. Yeah. And this, because I mean, they are just so condition sensitive that it's ridiculous. But that 94, I mean, it just looks like, or I mean that O four, it just looks almost like spacey to me. Like mm. there's, galaxy type of looking thing in the back and it's just a cool design i mean you can't go wrong i wish marshall was in a, a colts uniform on it but i can't go wrong i mean it is what it is it's a cool card and last i mean so i have obviously a lot of cool cards i got atomics and a lot of atomic refractors i got peyton atomics and edge atomic but this set just speaks to me i'm gonna go two more for you because that's have... that's we'll we'll like give you some leeway okay there you go i break the rules but that's <laughs> fine so this one um collector's edge 98 odyssey hollow gold it doesn't get a lot of play in the 90s community um, is it numbered yeah out of 150 this is number okay. four 
these are numbered out of 20, 30, and 150. This one's out of 150. I haven't had to had an opportunity to get my hands on out of 20 or 30 yet. Still looking. Can I interrupt you and ask you something? Real quick? <laughs> I feel like there is a ton of stuff and it's just not Peyton. It's other guys, but like rookie year, like stats that are kind of off the grid, serial numbered 100 to 150 ish. Oh, yeah. That no one ever talks about, but the cards yeah. are amazing and you can get them for like a couple hundred bucks, you know? For, yeah, exactly. That's probably where this set is at. I mean, this isn't the most expensive set ever. Um, they're kind of condition sensitive, but uh, like I've managed to get my hands on a few really good ones. I mean, the, the edges in the corners stay pretty well as far as the condition, but there's like some gold foil on, on the surface in like the collector's edge. Uh emblem that kind of peels off every now and then depending on the card but there's just something about these cards i mean like i told you gold i mean i mm-hmm. just gravitate gold so within the last few months i've just been buying a lot of these cards and there's just something about these cards that do it for me like i i made a joke on um on one that i posted i have a randy numbered out of 30 i think and um, I made a joke on it and said that I have a spiritual connection with these cards because I don't know what it is about it. I mean, I don't see, like I said, I don't see a lot of play uh, for 98 Odyssey Hollow Gold, Mm-mm. but I'm sure there's us big fans out there somewhere. But it's just something that just connected. When I saw that card, I was like, that is it. It just checks all the boxes for me. So last bring us not, home. Yeah. Bringing you home right here. Last but not least, um, 99. Uh, playoff absolute honors this is um numbered out of 25 this is the gold marvin version had to give some marvin representation in my my top four not top three uh this is numbered out of 25 this is another card obviously being out of 25 it's hard there's the um, out of 200 which is the red out of 100 which is the silver and then the gold out of 25 so the out of 25 gold is pretty hard to, to eventually score but there's something about these cards, that design, that die cut, that big mm-hmm. playoff. It's just super cool. It's just always been, even, you know, when I first started getting into like, you know, getting deep into 90s cards, that was like the card that I saw that was like, oh my gosh, I want one of those. So I was really fortunate to finally uh, get my hands on one of those. And that's one that a lot of people would love to to have from me, but <laughs> that's another one that's never leaving my collection. <laughs> James, what I really liked about this conversation is that I learned uh, a thing or two about some cards that I had no idea about. And I think that's the fun part about the hobby and collecting is that you talk cards with someone and might not have this collect the same stuff might look similar, might look a little different, but I don't know. I feel like now there's probably some safe searches. I got to start setting up to look for some of these. I, I'm sorry, but I'm not, I don't want to be your competition, but we do no, collect the same team. There's enough to go around. <laughs> I love I, it. Well, yeah. hey, man, I, I appreciate you coming on, sharing your passion, sharing your story and your collection. Maybe like before we let you go, one piece of advice you have just in terms of like your collecting journey and things that you've learned that you'd like to share. I mean, back to collect what you like, obviously that's, that's huge. And, um, I learned a lot. I mean, I I had a huge eye opener when I listened to, uh, the couchman, your episode with the couchman with Chad and dude, like he talked about, you know, I think paying 
over $500 twice. And if you look at that guy's collection, I mean, he's got one of the best Peyton collections I've ever seen, which obviously he collected through the 90s and the early 2000s. So he had a chance at some of those cards before, before you know, they got to the price that they are now. But um, something that really resonated with me was just the fact that he's, when he said, um, you know, at the end of the day, these are just cardboard uh, with pictures of men on them that someone told me were worth a lot of money. So, I mean, that's something that I've really dealt with a lot recently after listening to that, especially because it's like, you know, I, I broke the bank on, on, you know, a lot of these cards and it's a good hobby to have, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, uh, it, it's a good hobby to have, but don't overdo, don't spread yourself too thin. And there's been more times than I can count that I have done that to go after a card that I really want, you know, but, uh, you know, that's something that I, I had to take a look, take a step back and, you know, take a look at myself with. And then two, I mean, there's numbered sets out there that don't get any play from like big collectors and stuff that, I mean, if you do enough searching on eBay, you can find some cards that are just crazy that, you know, most people haven't seen or, you know, I'm always, there's so many cards out there. I'm always every day finding a new card that I hadn't seen before. I mean, there's just so much out there that, you know, it, it's just, it's insane. So it's always a treasure hunt. Keep that hunt going and uh, don't spread yourself too thin and collect what you like. Hashtag. So many good uh, pieces of advice, James. This was a ton of fun. I love sure. the passion. We'll have to talk cards again soon. Of course, we'll make it happen, Brett. Thank you for having uh, me on here. and. Congratulations on uh, the 300th episode as well. That's a, a big achievement. I appreciate this. And maybe we'll close it out for Colts Nation and all you Colts fans out there get, uh, with a big uh, go Colts. Yes, sir. That's right. <laughs> go Colts. Had an absolute blast talking with James. Love his collecting. Love his collection. And I'll give him a little more love for being a Colts fan. You all have a really good weekend. Enjoy this hobby and enjoy collecting sports cards. Let's freaking go.